sports, politics, life. Jocelyn's Jewelry presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. I'm just thrilled to not be on the cutting edge of commentary when it comes to what Republicans need to do to start winning elections. I have been for several months saying we'd better learn how to play the game the way the Democrats do. I was skeptical of anything happening in any election or in the midterms because I don't trust it very much anymore. It is impossible to believe that Joe Biden and the Democrats with the policies that they have are winning all of these close elections. And we're only talking about the close ones, like where it's red, it's really red. And Republicans win big wherever it's contested. And it seems to be purple. The Democrats win every one of those. And it seems obvious to me and has seemed obvious to me since the 2020 campaign and election that something's going on, that they are doing something better than Republicans. I won't say they're, I won't say they're doing it legally. I won't say they're doing it illegally. I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of how it all happens, but I do know COVID changed the way we vote in this country And that has been a ginormous winner for Democrats. They seem to win every close race. I say I'm happy to not be on the cutting edge of this because now I hear just more and more and more people echoing these same comments and saying, look, we better figure this out before 2024 or we're going to be in real trouble and we could lose this thing forever. They start to do things like try to get Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico added as states. We could wind up never getting 50% in the Senate again. They would maybe add as many as 10 to 12 new members of Congress if they went and did something like that. They would lean Democrat as well. And I'm glad to hear so many people are speaking out. The the first and foremost that has come forward has been Harmeet Dillon, the lawyer who, again, I, I, I like what I hear from her. I just have not seen her do anything. She's lost at every turn. I mean, every, every assignment she's had to go try to figure some of this out Nothing good has happened around Harmeet Dillon, but she's saying things that I agree with and I like, and she wants to run for RNC chair against Ronna McDaniel. I don't personally know one person that thinks Ronna McDaniel should be retained, but McDaniel's running around saying she has the support within the party and she thinks she's going to win re-election for another two-year term. I don't know anybody that thinks that is a good idea. Not a single person. We have Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, uh, founder and CEO wants to run for RNC chair. And my personal favorite was Lee Zeldin, but Zeldin has now said he's out. He doesn't really want to run for RNC chair. He's not going to do that at this time. And I think there's a big Trump effect here. You know, I I think you don't want to be the RNC chair that oversees this thing and then has Trump come in as the candidate and potentially ruin everything because there is a potential that Trump is the biggest problem the party has. There is now that potential. I never believed that before when they were saying all those things about him. But I think now it's absolutely quite possible that he could be a drag on this whole thing and 2024 could be a disaster because of Trump. I'm not predicting it, but I can certainly see where something like that could happen. There's just too much going on. It's it's so distracting for American voters at this point. But Donald Trump Jr. was speaking at Turning Point USA in Phoenix this weekend. And that's where I really want to go with this thing because he has said this with great clarity and articulates it better than I have or Harmeet Dillon or many others about what's going on. I I spoke at the uh, Johnson County Conservatives Group a few weeks ago and I shocked a whole bunch of people when I was speaking there. I said, we just need to take out the baseball bats and knock knock them in the knees. We need to chop it right out from under them. We got to go do the dirty work. You got to go hit them. 
You got to hit them low and you got to hit them hard. You do. It's politics. You got to go low. You have to be better at their game than they are. And they are dirty, rotten scoundrels that will do anything to win. We know this. It's just as plain as can be. So the Republicans have to do that times two, times four, times five. And Donald Trump Jr. has articulated this beautifully. Trump Jr. said this weekend at Turning Point USA that, quote, the greatest candidate in the world, end quote, cannot defeat President Joe Biden unless Republicans can build the same operation as the Democrats to beat them at their own game. You can have the greatest platform in the world, Trump Jr. said. You can have the greatest candidate in the world. It does not matter if you have no chance of winning. And that's where we are right now, folks. The first former first son said. He said, hey, this may not be popular. What I'm telling you may not be popular. What I'm saying right here, you may not want to hear it. It's going to be unpopular with a lot of people, but I don't care. Because we can't change it if we don't actually win to change. That's exactly right. You have to win elections to go change things. Trump went on to say it's Sunday, so I won't say you could run Jesus against Joe Biden right now and not win, but I'll say you could run someone pretty close against a radical, lunatic, leftist idiot who can't read a teleprompter and still lose. We've been playing that game. That's where we are. Trump said for the first time in history, Republicans are winning the culture war in America. And the party is not losing on issues with the American people. The issue, he said, is that anytime election results are close, Republicans lose. Quote, it's not a coincidence that anytime it's close, we lose. It's not a coincidence elections only break one way. That's by design. Democrats have taken their platform so far that the American people have finally said, there's no way this could be their platform. And yet we still had what I'd call an underwhelming midterm because we need to be playing their game. That's the one thing they're good at, folks. They figure out where they need to be, how to win. There is no moral compass. There's no anything with Democrats. They figure out how to win, how to get where they need to be, and then they do it. And they will run over anything that gets in their way, unquote. Trump Jr. is exactly right. Now, what we're low on here is specifics. Because I don't know why we have so many lawyers, so many investigations, so many lawsuits, so many things that have happened since November of 2020, we still don't understand how they're winning elections. We, we try to say, oh, they broke the law. They did this. We've got this lawsuit. Carrie Lakes just got thrown out for the most part in Arizona. It's ridiculous. We've, we've had all these really smart people working on it and none, none of them can figure out how Democrats are doing it and how we need to do it and what it takes and how many volunteers are we talking about? 100,000? Do we need 100,000 volunteers in the proper places in America? We don't need them in Oklahoma. We don't really need them in Missouri or Kansas. We know where we need them. We need them in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in Arizona. We need troops on the ground. We need people that understand what it is that the Democrats have done in those places to win their elections and go do the same thing. I can't tell you what it is. It's, to me, it's, it's probably a dozen different things that has an awful lot to do with knocking on doors, being in communities, going and finding absentee ballots or mail-in ballots and helping people facilitate those. There is no bad day. If you walk a neighborhood and you get seven people uh, in a day to give you their ballot and let you fill it out or they fill it out right there in front of you and you get it taken care of, 
That's seven more votes. That's better than you can do individually, obviously. We got to vote early. We got to vote often. We got to motivate people. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. And Trump Jr. has absolutely nailed it. But again, I haven't heard any of these people specifically say A, B, C, and D. Harmy Dillon has tried. I've heard her say it. But I, I, I need specifics. And whoever that person is that has the right game plan, that understands what the Democrats are doing, why they're winning the close ones in purple states, why the lead is always red in the evening, and then the later the night goes, it, you know, the Democrats win. How they do that. I want somebody to articulate that, and I want to put it in play. And whoever can do that should be the RNC chair. Also at Turning Point USA this weekend was Senator Josh Hawley from the great state of Missouri. He might be the best senator in America. Missouri's got a couple of great ones. I mean, truly great. Josh Hawley, when he's on TV, is a little stiff. He's a little squinty. He squints his eyes. And he seems a little detached and cautious. But boy, his substance is all there. He's got it all. I'm going to play a clip from you for you from this weekend at Turning Point USA. And you can only hear it, but Josh Hawley has on like jeans and a t-shirt. And his t-shirt is really tight. I won't say he's Mark Wahlberg or something, you know, like in a movie. But Josh Hawley is fit. He is in shape. He is young. He looked great on stage, appealing to Turning Point USA, which is younger voters. And he is giving a speech about young men. And toxic masculinity is something they've defined on the left. Men can't be men. We want them to be sissies of some sort. We don't want men to be men anymore. And this is what he's talking about. How the left is basically through certain language and woke culture and things that they push from the left, convincing young American men not to be masculine. And this is what Holly is talking about. And I'm just going to tell you before I play the clip, he is great on stage. He is way better at this than appearing on a newscast. It is remarkable how he owned the stage and owned this crowd with a clip that will sound a little bit controversial to you, a little bit, and there's a backstory here with Dayton Moore, who used to be the general manager of the Kansas City Royals many years ago in spring training. This is a very strong belief among devout Christians that pornography is a huge problem in America with young men, and it's hurting our culture, and it's breaking down the nuclear family, that men are not getting married and raising children and having families like they used to, and one of the big reasons why is easily available free online porn on the internet. And Josh Hawley went there. Young men, let me make a suggestion to you. Why don't you turn off the computer and log off the porn and go ask a real woman on a date? How about that? Just a thought. Ask her out. Young men, why don't you be the ones who do the asking? How about that? Don't wait for her. You go ask. Show her a little respect. And then you take her out and you treat her right. How about that? Don't make her cater to your whims. Treat her right. Treat her right. Treat her like she, what she is, a woman. A person of incredible significance created in the image of God. And you know what? You treat her right. And then one day you do her. 
the honor and show her the respect of asking her to marry you. And then you go get married and you have children. Man, it seems a little odd to hear Josh Hawley talking about that topic, but it was a stem winder, man. He gave a speech out there now and had those people in the palm of his hand and they loved it. It was a very interesting look. I've never seen Josh Hawley like that. Jeans and a t-shirt and looking like a young motivational speaker. And when he got on stage, he certainly had an energy and a presence that he doesn't have when he appears on TV. Is Josh Hawley a force to be reckoned with in the future? Yes, because he can be a senator in Missouri the rest of his life if that's what he wants to do. I don't think there's any question about that. I have said to this point, he can't be president because he just doesn't have the, he just doesn't have the chutzpah on, on TV. You know, he just doesn't have it. But if he's that good giving speeches in front of people, and that's actually what he's better at, those things are on TV too, and people see it. And there's always room for growth. If we talk about politicking on TV or being a broadcaster, or I'm sure if you talk to actors or comedians or people like that, even musicians, they will tell you as they did it longer, they got better. They got more comfortable at it. They improved. They, they just got better at what they do. There is always a possibility that Josh Hawley becomes good at this. It's not like he's not smart enough. He's got all the policies right. Josh Hawley's got everything. <laughs> I am lockstep with Josh Hawley. I'm all in. Everything he's selling, I'm buying. And it's not close. I love that guy. Uh, it was just really interesting to hear him and see him in a tight, again, a tight T-shirt. It wasn't like he, was, he, he, he looked good. He kind of looked like a... <sighs> You know, sometimes you see like Tom Cruise go give a speech in front of people. He's got on jeans and a t-shirt and you're like, yeah, there's just a star quality there. He had that star quality at Turning Point USA. He should do a little bit more of that. He should do that more often. A very nice clip and interesting news out of the Turning Point gathering 11,000 people in attendance this weekend in Phoenix for that. KKHI is brought to you by MyPillow.com slash KKHI. Use the promo code KKHI. And the proceeds we get between now and Christmas, we're donating to Operation Homefront. That's right. We're so pleased to have MyPillow on board. Many of you have made an order already. They've got a great deal going on right now on the slippers. A wonderful holiday gift. They were $139, now $49 with the promo code KKHI. You can go to MyPillow.com slash KKHI or MyStore.com slash KKHI. If you just go right to that landing page, uh, we're going to get credit for the sale being through the podcast and the proceeds that we get, we're going to donate to Operation Homefront, operationhomefront.org this holiday season, helping active military in tough situations. So whether you're looking for a dog bed, pet blankets, the premium pillows starting at just $19.98, the body pillow, the classic my pillow, or a mattress topper, or even a mattress. They have Giza sheets, all kinds of great gift ideas at mypillow.com slash KKHI or mystore.com slash KKHI. If you don't go directly to the slash KKHI side, don't forget to put the promo code KKHI in when ordering at MyPillow. You can still get things in time for Christmas, and we're going to donate to charity to operationhomefront.org with our friends at mypillow.com slash KKHI. B-Stock had a big day Saturday. Many of you went out to B-Stock in Olathe. I got a text from my buddy Chris. He said, wow, we had our biggest KKHI day ever. At B-Stock, you were jumping all over those Lenovo ThinkPads. 
The L14 is $1,165 elsewhere online, just $599 at B-Stock if you mention KKHI. That is remarkable. They've also got the Samsung Q70 LED, QLED, 4K TV. This is a good one for gaming as well, not just football. $999 at Best Buy, $699 at B-Stock. See how that works? bstock.net. Visit them this week, 14680 South Flaming Road. They're even open Saturday morning on Christmas Eve for, I think, three or four hours. So you want to get there by one or so on Christmas Eve. If you're shopping Saturday morning, they will be open on Christmas Eve at bstock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road. And my buddy Mike Robinson is having a fun promotion. The Spin to Win this holiday season. This is good through the end of the year. Spin to win a Visa gift card valued up to $500 if you purchase a new or pre-owned vehicle by December 31st. Got to be president of the dealership to spin and win the gift card, but that's it, man. It's also the perfect time for business owners to buy for, before the end of the year. Do this. Ask for Kelly in business sales. Get the details on their business elite program at Roberts Robinson. Come on, guys. Switch it over. Go to Roberts Robinson with your fleet sales or your end, year-end purchases for your business and save big right now at Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet Buick GMC in Excelsior Springs. We are professional grade. Kansas City, Missouri has a new police chief. The new police chief is promoted from within. She was previously Major Stacy Graves. She becomes the first female police chief in Kansas City, Missouri, and their heads are exploding. This was supposed to be a great story about a woman getting this big job, and this is a big deal, you know? Breaking that glass ceiling, Hillary. Mm. Major Stacy Graves is white. That's a bit of a problem. The Board of Police Commissioners is controlled by the state. There are four commissioners assigned by the government, appointed by the government, and then, of course, the mayor, Quentin Lucas. Mayor Lucas doesn't like anything about the Board of Commissioners for the Kansas City, Missouri Police. He has referred to this board of commissioners as having, quote, no process at all. It's a little less than your normal sorority or fraternity, unquote. Well, he only got one vote out of five on the new police chief, so he didn't get who he wanted. These are board members appointed by conservative governors because the governor, the state of Missouri gives them like $268 million a year, and they want some oversight on how the money's going to be spent. This is how government works. Again, if the Kansas City, Missouri police want autonomy, if the Kansas City mayor and city council want, to want total control over the police department, decline the $268 million from the state. As long as the state of Missouri is funding you the way they are, they get to have a say that's how government works. Missouri is a deep red state. The Board of Commissioners is going to be conservative. I think this is a nice move. You've hired from within. Somebody who's been in the force forever. Perfectly vetted. There's not going to be any controversy here. She's earned it. You really can't complain. They've elevated a female to police chief in Kansas City, Missouri. Shame on you for complaining about this. Go get them, Chief Graves. I hope you do a great job. Good luck cleaning up our city. Because you're inheriting a mess. There's crime everywhere. The murder rate's through the roof. 
You don't have the backing of a lot of people in your own city government, but you sure have the state of Missouri behind you. So go do it. Go do the job. I wish her well. We have to get these crime numbers down. We just have to. It's, it's, it has to happen. Stacy Graves is the new police chief in Kansas City, Missouri. This has been a, a long story since Rick Smith resigned last spring. Controversial this and that. I mean, it's just, there's such a blame game in Kansas City, Missouri. It's always somebody else's fault. Mayor Lucas's whole deal is it's always somebody else's fault. There's a reason things are bad, and it's not his. I always compare him to Obama. Obama was like that. Obama was always never his fault. No, no. Biden's different. You know, Biden doesn't admit there's a problem. He just says, no, no, there's no problem at the border. There's nothing to see here. There's no problems. There's no inflation. It's not a recession. Stock market isn't down. Crime isn't up. Biden just sits there and tells you it's not happening. Obama... His game, and it was just easy for him because the, all the lapdogs in the media just gobbled it up. <laughs> Obama would say, well, that's not my fault. That's the Republicans' fault, or that's the, the House of Representatives' fault, or the senators, or the Supreme Court, or something. It was eight years of the blame game. Anything that would go wrong was never his fault, and everybody believed him. They just bought it. It was just remarkable. Mayor Q's got some of that in him. He does. There are problems in Kansas City, but it's not his fault. He's just the mayor. How could Mayor Q be part of the problem? The homicide rate is record. It's through the roof, but that's not him. Don't you see? We've needed a new police chief. You can't bring homicides down with Rick Smith in there as your police chief. This has got to change. It's his fault. Now, I don't know what's going to happen because this new lady... I'm not on board with her. The state decided on her, not me. This, again, won't be my fault, no matter what happens. A lot of people who live in Kansas City are complaining about the appointment of Chief Graves. Chief Graves, not happy with it. But I can promise you this. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It will not be Mayor Q's fault. No chance, no how. No way is he taking the blame for anything, and they're already serving this one up. Oh, this is a state-assigned deal. This board, these are these, this board who decides on who the police chief is, they're assigned by the governor, and oh, boy, this is, we got a problem coming now. Any, any problems we got in the future is not our fault. It's Jeff City. <laughs> no, nothing in Kansas, nothing wrong in Kansas City, Missouri government. I mean, it's just the city council in Kansas City, Missouri has just been a a beacon of professionalism and honor for decades and decades in this town. I mean, you just feel it, right? And this mayor is just pure to his core. He's so good. He's so right. Man, but those people in Jeff City, they're going to ruin Kansas City, Missouri now. They're going to ruin Kansas City, Missouri if they keep their hands on this stuff. Also want to remind you to go to the KK list this holiday season. We've created a website. It's very simple for anyone who listens to the podcast. If you don't remember who the sponsors are, you're thinking, hey, I'm looking for a pillow or a Finch knife or whatever. What's the website for Finch Knife Co.? Something like that. Just go to the KK list. That's easy to remember. The KK list. Thekklist.com. Thekklist.com. Go there today and check it out for any goods and services that you may have. 
whether it's home repair or something you're wanting to buy somebody for Christmas, the KK List has all of our sponsors from the podcast and more. There's many more that are not on the podcast that you can trust to be good local conservative businesses doing people that you're going to like, that you're going to like a lot, thekklist.com. You'll find, as I mentioned, Finch Knife Company there. Their website is finchknifeco.com. You can also find their awesome pocket knives in time for the holidays right now at Shields. you got a few days left to shop. Go to Shields in Overland Park or the Bullet Hole and check out Finch Pocket Knives this holiday season online at finchknifeco.com. North Kansas City Dental, Dr. Bill Bush should be your new dentist. It's time to make an appointment after the first year, isn't it? Get your teeth cleaned and find out what's going on there. A lot of you may like to avoid the dentist. I don't go as often as I should, but I'm going to go now more that I've got Dr. Bill Bush. He's terrific. I've known Dr. Bush a long time, but had never gone to see him, and I don't know why. I just don't. He's just terrific, and he's the dentist to the Chiefs players and most of the athletes around Kansas City. And if you need something cosmetic done or crowns or veneers, if you have TMJ or you just want to get teeth whitening, he does all those services as well. NKCDental.com. And back nine development. TJ Bill Kanskis and his team want to build with you. They want to build with you, not for you, with you. You come up with a project, whether it's a new home, a room addition, apartments, condominiums, development down where the Royals are going to build a stadium. If you've got an idea or a dream or you have investors and you want to develop something, here's your guy. You need to meet him. He's incredible. Back9development.com, 785-236-0161. That's 785-236-0161. Or just log on to back9development.com. If you can dream it, if you want to put it together, if you want to bring people together and build something really cool, Back9 Development, you, you must meet with them and talk to them about it before deciding on anything. Back9development.com. Good folks there. Royals news, they are uh, getting close to signing another new pitcher. That's a couple pitchers here that they've signed in the last week or so. They previously got Ryan Yarbrough, who's been hurt. That's a one-year deal, no promises. They'd like him to be in the rotation, but maybe he becomes a guy that can relieve a little bit too. Um, they're getting ready to sign. They're trying to add veteran pitching to their rotation as it's taking an eternity for the young pitching to develop. And a lot of us, if the Royals, it's simple like this. If the Royals are out there signing veteran 30-some-year-old starting pitchers for their rotation with ERAs in the mid-fours, what they're saying is, we blew it on these young pitchers. This isn't going to work. It's going to take us more time to draft and develop more young pitchers. Brady Singer looks like a real deal. But beyond that, I, I, I don't know. Doesn't look all that great. So it might bother you to know that the Royals are signing pitchers in their 30s. But it's a new GM. They blew up the front office. They turned over the GM. And I think ownership is saying we got to win more games next year. We have to show improvement somehow. And generally speaking, the way you try to show improvement when you're a bad team is you sign guys that can pitch a lot of innings that are, are good, not great. That way they're not too expensive, but they're reliable, healthy guys that can go out and pitch a whole bunch of innings, maybe even lead the team. They used to call them innings eaters, and I always thought that was just the most negative, awful term I ever heard. It's just like we're trying to get through the season here. Need somebody to chew up some innings for us. Doesn't really sound like you're trying to win. You're just trying to burn innings. Well, that's what 
they're getting here, some innings eaters, but they don't use that term anymore. It's outdated because it just sounds so negative, but that's what the Royals are doing this offseason, and I guess it's a little disappointing. I, I, I just, I can't really find the energy to go digging deep into what the Royals are doing at the lowest levels of the minor leagues and with their draft choices and try to dream of four years down the road, they're going to have this or this or this. That's just a really hard sell for me when they've, I mean, they had those couple of great years, but they've just been so bad since then. It doesn't feel close. I guess that's where I am. If it doesn't feel close, it becomes very hard for me to just buy in and say, okay, let's really analyze this. They're close. This is going to happen. They could win 90 games this year. I don't feel that. I feel like their pitching is a million miles away. I like some of what I see out on the field. Bobby Witt Jr. looks like he's just going to be a tremendous player. Salvador Perez seems to have something left in the tank. They got some guys that can play a little bit, but you got to pitch. You just, you got to pitch. And the Royals are signing veteran pitchers here, trying to burn innings this season and somehow, some way, maybe win five or seven more games than a year ago and say, looky there, looky there. We made some steps, some progress. We got through another draft. We're going to bring some more young players around. I think that ultimately is kind of what they want to do. That's what they want to be. But you can't accuse them of sitting still. They're doing something. They're not really making a splash. We've talked about the billions that have been spent by major league teams this offseason and free agency. Well, the Royals are spending a few million. So they're in it. They're in it. They're making a lot more news trying to build a new ballpark than they are building the roster. Did you see the quote from the, was it Populous? The architects on Kauffman Stadium. Here's the Royals' argument for a new ballpark, and you know they're going to ask for money. Their argument is 70% of Kauffman Stadium has to be replaced, including the whole lower bowl has to come out and be redone and all this, and that's 70%. 70%. Now, I was at Kauffman Stadium last year. You might have been at Kauffman Stadium last year. I don't see a stadium that needs 70% replacement. Here's the fine print. Did you see this? This is unbelievable. It said they're going to have to replace 70% of Kauffman Stadium if the Royals stay there 50 more years. 50. Not 15. 50. If they stay 50 more years, we're going to need to redo this by about 70%. Well, yeah. You want to talk about your fine print. I think most people look at things like this and think, okay, we're talking stadium enhancements or a new stadium right now. And for most people, that's right now. And so then you have the architects go out there and say, yeah, we're going to have to overhaul 70% of the stadium. People think that means right now. And that's not what that means. They're saying structurally that stadium is going to be a problem in when it's 100 years old. In 50 more years, when it's 100 years old, it's going to have problems. And a lot of the, the structure itself is going to have to be torn out and replaced. The lower bowl, the foundation of the stadium. Man, these, these things are so misleading. We live. It's such a shame that we just have to live in a fine print world, isn't it? There's your fine print on the Royals. Well, one tweet from former punter Dustin Colquitt is not fine print. It's 
Look, I'm not even going to question Dustin Colquitt. If you haven't heard this story, the Chiefs former punter is blaming Harrison Butker's field goal and extra point kicking problems on Tommy Townsend, the holder. Okay, Townsend isn't new at this. These guys have been doing this for years. Okay? And let's be honest, Townsend replaced Colquitt, essentially here, right? So Dustin's a good man. He's very good friends with Harrison Butker. He's been is he's been an outstanding putter his whole career. Uh, I was at a charity event with him this last summer, the Team Smiles event that Dr. Bush puts on in the Northland with the dentists that do all this great work. Dustin, you won't meet a finer human being than Dustin Colquitt. He is just so solid. And I'm not even questioning. I'm not telling him he's wrong. He says that Townsend isn't getting the laces turned the right way. I don't doubt that. If Colquitt's seeing that and saying it, I believe that's true. And I believe it can make a difference. Here's the problem. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear that the laces were turned, you know, 45 degrees to the right. And therefore, Butker pulled the thing and missed the extra point. Or whacked a 51-yard field goal that wasn't even close. Nobody wants to hear it. Colquitt said the ball was pulled toward the kicker on the extra point, and that's why he hooked it so badly. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with anything Colquitt says. I'm just saying nobody wants to hear that. And how can this be happening? If these two have been working together for this amount of time, and Dave Tobe is this excellent special teams coach, and they can see it happening, how come they can't fix it? And I'll ask the question. With as little as some guys at the bottom of the roster play, can you find somebody that's really good at it? Maybe bring Colquitt in just as the holder. I don't know. If that's really what it is, it's got to stop. It's too many kicks. And you may not think this is fair, but Dustin Colquitt's, I'm sorry, Harrison Butker is the most overrated player on the team. Chiefs fans love butt kicker. Buttkicker.com. Oh, he set that record for the longest field goal. He's got an incredible leg. He has more distance this year than he had last year. It doesn't matter if it doesn't go through. $24 million contract is what he's got? Man, something's got to give there. If that's what it is, Townsend's got to get better. This is just one of those things fans don't want to hear about. They don't. They, just, they, they don't want to hear about this. They don't, they don't want to see uh, the baseball analogy. This would be bad base running guys running into outs, <laughs> making the first out at third base or something like that, or just running, getting picked off. I don't care what happened. I don't care if the pitcher balked, you got picked off. There's just certain things in sports. We don't deal well with missing field goals. Is that thing? I still blame the kicker. He's the guy kicking it. Figure it out. And he looks he looks a little scared out there now. He looks a little scared and a little lost, but they're paying him so much money. He's not going anywhere. Super Bowl odds are out. Updated Super Bowl odds are out. Buffalo is the Vegas favorite. Philadelphia comes in at two. Kansas City at three. Shocking. Dallas at four. San Francisco at five. Cincinnati at six. Now, these are the odds. Odds are, by and large, determined at this point 
not by wins and losses on the field, but by the people walking up to the window betting. Dallas Cowboys are a huge draw in everything they do. Cowboys fans go to Vegas. They put money on Dallas to win the Super Bowl. That keeps Dallas's odds higher than they should be. I can make zero argument that Dallas is better than San Francisco or Cincinnati. I can't make that argument. But there they are. Fourth best odds to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs coming in about three. That seems about right to me. Cincinnati's the one that seems really off here. I would flip I would flip Cincinnati and Dallas on this list because I think seven is Minnesota. and That's a whole different deal. Once you start talking about Minnesota, we're talking about a whole different category of team. They're a great story this year. It's remarkable they've won the close games that they have. There's a lot to like in their young coach. I'm happy for Vikings fans. I do not see them anywhere near these other six teams. And that includes Dallas. Stan Weber said on the podcast Monday that he thought the Super Bowl champ would come from one of these five teams, not Dallas. Buffalo, Philadelphia, Kansas City, San Francisco, or Cincinnati. The champion. He called me after we finished the interview and said, I want to clarify because I made a statement and said, I'd almost bet, I've got a $1 bet with Stan that one team other than those five makes the Super Bowl. And after I was done, he called me back and he goes, hey, I want to be clear. When I said those five teams, I'm talking about the winner. So Stan's talking about the winner. Like he's dead, certain lock, stock, and barrel. Buffalo, Philadelphia, Kansas City, San Francisco, or Cincinnati, one of those five will win the Super Bowl. I think I agree with that. I think there's about a 50% chance a team other than those five is the opponent. I think there's some capable teams out there. Capable. And there's some quarterbacks out there looming that if they get into the postseason, there's some pedigree there. Watch out. I told you Monday, the team I don't want to play. I don't want to play the Chargers in the playoffs. I don't. I don't want to play them a third time. I do not want that game. I don't want any part of it. And I'm I'm largely the guy that thinks, well, the Chargers forever. Phillip Rivers, Justin Herbert, it hasn't really mattered. They play the Chiefs' tail off, and it's a wild and fun and entertaining game, but then the Chargers do something to lose the game. And that's continued under Herbert, by the way. Nobody talks about that with Justin Herbert. They all look at his numbers and his talent and go, look at this guy. But has anybody looked at it and said, why doesn't he beat the Chiefs? Well, he doesn't beat the Chiefs because usually he screws up somewhere in the fourth quarter and costs them the game. There's your latest odds. In college football, uh, interesting story out of San Antonio. UTSA won its bowl game. They completed an 11-win season. I know they're not on your radar. UTSA is not a thing here. Now that their season is over, their coach, Jeff Trailer went to Twitter and wrote, Dear NCAA, how do we report Power 5 schools trying to poach our talent? There is no real way, I guess, at this point. Jeff Trailer at UTSA says a coach from another school called one of his players and offered money on the phone to leave UTSA and come play at their Power 5 school. This is name, image, and likeness. It is, it is an absolute free-for-all. It is unfettered free agency in college athletics with players having the ability to go to the highest bidder anytime, including in season if they just want to walk. It's true. They've got to come up with some rules on this stuff. 
I think a simple rule is you can only transfer once. You can't transfer in your own conference. I think that's a reasonable rule. In fact, you could make that rule. Your conference could make that rule. You just have to enforce it. The SEC or the Big 12, either one of them could just say, no transferring within the conference. We're not allowing it. I, it, it just seems very reasonable. We sit here and watch pro sports. Like the Chiefs never pull off big trades with teams in their division. Why is that? You don't want to go trading a player away or draft picks away to somebody that's going to come back and haunt you. You, you just don't. It's, it's been like that in sports forever. Yet college football and basketball, or this McCullough at KU this year from Texas Tech. He just transfers from Tech to KU to play his last year. Oh, I'll go try to win a national title at Kansas. That's allowed? I, I, I don't get it. I don't know how a conference allows that sort of thing. Good for KU. Good for Bill Self. He's the best at this stuff. He's also the best I've ever seen at retaining the players he wants. Like this Grady Dick is so good. I saw projection. He's 14th in the draft, the NBA draft. He's a true freshman. He's so good. He is insanely good. He's 14th in the draft. I've already got a bet with my buddies. He's back next year at Kansas. Wait till you see him load up the Brinks truck for a couple million bucks to keep that kid next year for one more year of college basketball. And here's why and how they'll do it. Combining the fact that you're currently 14th in the draft, if you come back next year and make $2 million playing at Kansas, maybe you move up to number four in the draft after that and make even more money the second you get into the NBA. Bijan Robinson is the outstanding running back at the University of Texas. And he has declared for the NFL draft. He's leaving Texas. He was asking for $6 million to come back and play at Texas next year. $6 million. They didn't raise it, or they didn't get it, or they came up short. I'm sure they offered a couple million. He's the guy that's been driving the Ferrari or the Lamborghini. Does he have a Lamborghini? He's been driving around Austin in his Lamborghini. Made all this money playing at Texas this year. And he wanted $6 million to come back for one more year. That's more than he's going to make in the NFL. That's what he was trying to do. Bijan Robinson's going to be drafted. He's a top 10 draft pick right now if a team wants to draft a running back that high. Like the best thing in the world would be is if he just fell and the Chiefs got this player because they could really use him as their running back. He's Kareem Hunt-ish. He's really good. But teams don't value that like they used to. They don't draft it that high and they don't pay it that much. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But that's what, that's what the asking price was. $6 million or I'm turning pro. And he announced on Monday that he's turning pro. But the Texas San Antonio coach is like, wait a second. I've worked my tail off down here for three years. I've built this program into about as good as it can be at Texas San Antonio. We just won 11 games. NCAA, what can we do to keep the Power 5 schools from poaching our players? Well, crickets, no response. The coaches are absolutely calling the players. They know they're not going to get in any trouble on this stuff right now. Here's the twist to this story that could really take the turn. Jeff Trailer just won 11 games at Texas San Antonio. Are you telling me a Power 5 team isn't going to call him? Something tells me that's coming, and something tells me he thinks that's okay. Food for Thought on KKHI brought to you by Buck Roofing. And construction online at rbuckroofing.com, available 24-7 for emergencies, or just get a free roof inspection. You're going to need it. We're going to get a bunch of ice and snow and freezing. You're going to need this inspection soon. 
384-2680. You will sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. The Bluemont Hotel and Goolsby's Indoor Entertainment Center in Manhattan. Plan your conference for 2023 right now at the Bluemont Hotel. It's great for individual business travelers, but even better for conferences, seminars, training events, and more. They've got a ballroom, big classrooms, a rooftop patio, pre-function areas, comfortably host your gathering with all the amazing views of Manhattan and the campus right there on the rooftop at the Bluemont Hotel. All the events are held up on the fifth floor meeting space with over 6,000 square feet. BluemontHotel.com or call Skylar and Group Reservations. She can come up with a unique solution that'll work for you and your company. BluemontHotel.com and Goolsby's Sports Bar Indoor Entertainment Center. And you've got a couple of days left here before Christmas to get a great gift card for someone who's really important to you from the new car image. Get that car detailed in January. Clean it out once and for all like it's never been cleaned out before and put that ceramic coating on the paint. It's better than anything that's ever been put on any of your cars in your life. It's better than showroom new. The ceramic coating on the exterior of your car, is, it's a miracle. It is remarkable. The new car image will clean and detail your car like nobody else. Cars and sedans start at 300, SUVs starting at four. You can get a gift card at newcarimage.com or even easier is just call Brad at 816-499-1470. That's 816-499-1470, newcarimage.com. That does it for this episode of KKHI. I don't know if we're going to be taking a holiday here. I think we're going to have podcasts every day. I think we're just going to stick with you here because the holidays are on Saturday and Sunday, right? Christmas Eve. Maybe I'll do a short post-game podcast on Christmas Eve after the Chiefs play Seattle. That might be in the works. Christmas Day, you won't be getting any content from me, but we'll be back at it, I'm sure, on Monday. Monday's the business holiday, right? Everybody's got Monday off because Christmas is on Sunday. I think we'll probably have a podcast right here at KKHI. We'll be looking forward to that as we're looking forward to having you with us each and every day. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for hitting the subscribe, like, or follow button. Makes a big difference to get the notifications on the podcast. And just be sure anywhere you go this holiday season when you're hanging out with friends, if you think they're a little conservative, if you think they like sports, if you like football, if you think they like listening to the radio or maybe used to enjoy my show, just remind them that Kevin Keatsman has issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!